It's NFL week one. You know, we got to do something big here on Splash Play to make up for the lack of best ball drafts we have in our lives. So I'm going to introduce you guys to something new. I'm going to call this the week one fantasy football gauntlet. What you're going to see on the screen right now is a, a window, a, a Chrome window full of tabs. What I'm going to do today, I'm going to hand build the lineup. I'm going to do an optimizer lineup, and I'll show you guys the projections over from our friends at Stochastic. I'm also going to simulate a lineup using the Stochastic Sims. I'm then going to enter a battle royale where you guys can play along with me an underdog. Of course, some big prizes up there, 25 k to first. And then also, to close it out, I'll be building an underdog pick'em slip here live on the show at the end. So... A little bit of something for everybody here. Hopefully, uh, hopefully should be some fun, something different, a little more gamification like we do in best ball season. So let's strap it and do it. And of course, we will talk about the slate throughout it as part of that. So let's start with this first portion of our gauntlet. Of course, that is going to be the fair catch, $12 entries, 25K to first place. Also, I should shout out the chat. I, um, I can do this more leisurely than I am doing it right now, but I wanted to get the concept across. Wow, good shit, Spags. What a shit show by the KC wide receiver room. But what's up, fellas? GM, GM on behalf of the squirt squad. Love to hear it. Love to hear it, though. I do think you need the helmet, Casey, to officially be part of the squirt squad. <laughs> uh, but hit that join button down below. Let's talk about, I guess let's talk about last night real fast and we'll hop into the single entry. Uh, takeaways for me last night from Thursday Night Football. Number one, MVS did hit the deep plays that we were looking for. One was a murder ball. Uh, besides that, though, did seem like that part of what we talked about yesterday came through. Jared Goff comes through. Ironically, my former man crush, the guy that I once got laughed off the ship chasing Thanksgiving stream for, Josh Reynolds ends up the showdown winning lineup. So you can kind of see with what happened with showdown yesterday where Noah Gray was the obvious play. Blake Bell goes off. Khalif Raymond was a projection play. Josh Reynolds goes off relative to whatever that means. And both those guys I would apply for. So you're kind of seeing how the game theory comes in there. That's something where perhaps if you're running Sims, if you're hand building, there's something to keep in mind that the two flimsiest plays that had good projections or were just players that were going to be buzzy casual players with Travis Kelsey out in the case of Noah Gray ends up being the pivot points. So something to keep in mind with how we build. Besides that, though, I know Kadarius Tony dropped everything. I tweeted about it. Um, getting out of my tweeting shell again because I got to get my takes off on there now. I've been boiling on him since January. Kadarius Tony had tremendous usage in that game. So that's what I'm going to take away from that. As I've mentioned, I, I did dial back my Kadarius Tony after the knee injury. Felt like I had enough early on. Um, ended up with, I think, 15% of him on both sites-ish as my dog is hacking up a lung over here. Great job, Penny. Love a 13-year-old dog <laughs> making for quality studio sound. Um, point being, though, I think the usage for Kadarius Tony was great. Uh, long targets, lots of looks from him from Mahomes. Obviously, the route target per route run rate was going to look really good yesterday. The guy that I'd be worried about is Sky Moore. You can't get open. He can't do anything without Travis Kelsey in the mix. That is not a great sign. So Sky Moore, I'd be worried about. Kadarius Tony, not worried about. Jameer Gibbs, tremendous juice, not worried about. I think what you're going to see is that David Montgomery rush level come down to here. You'll see Jameer Gibbs come up to here. You know what happens, guys. My thesis about running backs happens. You end up with everybody getting 15 to 18 touches <laughs> if they are the lead back. Uh, so that's the things that I would watch out for. Amon Ra, great. Great start for Sam Laporta. Jared Goff maybe could have contributed a little bit more. Felt like he did get into trouble a few times there, but still looked pretty good. Obviously, leave with the win. So there we go. Skymore looks useless. Is my dog okay? She's fine. She's just, she just sometimes gets in a little bit of like a, like a hacking fit, <laughs> which I get. Battle Royale's 97% full. Hopefully, they'll keep it open. Let's build this lineup fast. So, all right. So, some interesting plays this week. Guys that come up that I've seen on the Sims so far, played with it a little bit. Looks like Joe Burrow's coming up in my blend of stochastic and ETR projections that I'm doing offline on stream. We will just do stochastic today. 
Uh, but that's a player that I think with Burrow, Herbert makes sense. Premium doubles look pretty good. Of course, we do have guys like Josh Dobbs in the slate if we really want to go dumpster diving. Did talk about Baker Mayfield. I think it's a pretty good matchup for Baker Mayfield this week. Though I do need to point out, over the course of last year, I know the Rams run from at the end of the year kind of washes over some of the bad parts. Baker Mayfield, though, last year, a negative 0.2 EPA per dropback, which is one of the worst marks on the slate. Negative 0.2 EPA per pass. Negative 0.4 EPA per rush. Just not a guy who was good. He was bad on play action too. Negative 0.05 EPA per play action play. He's going against a team tomorrow or tomorrow on Sunday in Minnesota that was really bad against play action. So that was something I've been trying to uh, isolate a little bit more in my sheet uh, versus play action plays last year. Minnesota gave up a 0.3 EPA per play on those. So if Baker were good, you could maybe expect him to be an outlier player. Because overall, this is a really nice matchup on paper. Uh, it does get a 0.18 EPA out wide, which is one of the better marks in the slate. So that should benefit Mike Evans. The slot also looks pretty good, 0.2 EPA per target. So I think Chris Godwin's in play. Baker doubles were coming up for me with stochastic sims before, so we'll see if they still do. But Baker's a guy who's in play. That said, I think we know... <laughs> I think we know we have to start for week one. And now here's the case. Here's the case for a hand-built lineup. I'm not going to get enough of them in my 150 max. I could say that right away. I could tell from the numbers. Great projections on them, though. ETR has got Anthony Richardson for over 19 points. Stokastic has Anthony Richardson for over 17 and a half points. And he is going against the Jacksonville team that last year gave up 0.4 EPA per rush to QBs. And also uh, 0.2 EPA against play-action plays. Uh, also, 0.04 EPA per rush in the red zone. This all screams AR. I know we don't want to hear it. I know we're tired of it, but let's <laughs> let's put the jersey on. <laughs> let's put the jersey on one more time. We are playing AR in our single entry lineup. And the thing that's tough is that in a single entry, you really do perhaps want to triple stack your guys, a double stack, try to cut down that parlay. Uh, for Anthony Richardson, certainly you can make the case for him to go naked. But let's look at the matchups within this game and see if anybody jumps out. Seems like the slot is a weak spot for Jacksonville as well. 0.32 EPA per target they're giving up. So I'm going to go with a popular pairing for all the best ball fans out there. Let's sneak in a Michael Pittman here. Let's see what we do. <laughs> let's see what we do. And then, yeah, so this is going to be 25K, <laughs> the AR single stack. And how are they against tight ends? 0.3 EPA per target to tight ends. You know who's going to be the tight end this week? One Mr. Kylan Granson, who's at 2,900. So we've got salary savings. We're looking pretty good. Now, while we are playing the, the best ball hits, while we are transferring our best ball knowledge over, which again, feeling good about the victories we got yesterday about our best ball guys, um, even though certainly the volume is going to get better. I think we can lump in another one that has been one of my best ball guys. So stop me if you've heard this one. The Carolina Panthers, Adam Thielen, not practicing. Uh, also, DJ Chark really not practicing, seeming like he's closer to being out. We'll see what both guys do today. Of course, Friday practice is the most important thing to watch for. As a guy who, uh, where's where'd my ball go? As a guy who knows ball, I can tell you, Friday practice is the one you want to watch out for injury-wise. Um, point being, you know who's back in practice, at least in limited fashion, hopefully will be a full go today, Mr. Terrace Marshall Jr. <laughs> Terrace Marshall last year, tremendous in the stuff that I look at. He had a .46 EPA per target, also was really good downfield, which I did not fully color code here. I've partially color coded my sheet. 1.3 EPA per target on throws of 20 plus yards. You know where Atlanta struggled last year. Receivers playing out wide, 0.2 EPA per target. You know where else they struggled? Downfield, giving up a 0.2 EPA per target on throws of 20 plus yards. Also, Atlanta, bad playing man. Also, Atlanta, bad playing zone. 
They made some free agent signings, so it might get better. But I do think Terrace Marshall, again, another guy who will give us a really good play at a cheap price tag and could theoretically benefit. Is this the what not to do episode? No, this is just vibes. This is vibes-based hand building. That's what we're going to do first. It's a gauntlet. Uh, it is, so we got to get the gauntlet going. All right, running backs. What are we going to do running back this week-wise? Uh, it does seem like Henry Miller not going to go. I know Jamal Williams has been a play that comes up a good amount. Let's check out New Orleans real fast. And again, we're given the takes here. I'm going to go through the data. I'll get more memorization on the data, of course, as we go. Uh, but New Orleans, let's see. So they are going against Tennessee. Tennessee struggles against the deep ball a lot more than the run. They're actually a pretty shut down team against the run. Data-wise, projection-wise, I think Jamal Williams is going to come up a lot. So for this single entry, I'm actually going to eschew Jamal Williams, and I'm going to go and target Tennessee's defense, which last year was the worst in the league, giving up .8 EPA on throws of 20-plus yards. Also pretty bad in... Well, pretty bad against play action too. 0.2 EPA against play action would be towards the bottom of the league as well. So who would be the biggest beneficiary? I think we got it taken Olave here or a Michael Thomas. Olave's salary is 6,500. So let's do that. Let's go. Go Olave. So we've got 6,400 per position. So we can really spend up at running back, which I think makes sense. The one thing though that also makes sense, I have to say, I think Justin Jefferson is going to kill the Bucks. So we need to burn some salary. Justin Jefferson going against a Tampa Bay team that last year, let's see, struggled. No, you know, not terrible against receivers out wide. There was something I saw with Jefferson that really stood out, though. I mean, Jefferson's just great. Oh, so they are terrible against the slot. 0.4 EPA per target defending the slot. Justin Jefferson runs about the majority of his routes in the slot. And actually, he's a much better player playing out of the slot. 0.53 EPA per target playing out of the slot. Cleared a 0.04 EPA per target. So I think Justin Jefferson could be in a smash spot. So I am actually going to go to Justin Jefferson here for the flex. Uh, the, the time windows for the games might not be right. Of course, if you are hand-building a real lineup, make sure your latest game guy goes in the flex spot. I'll move it around later. But Justin Jefferson is going to be my player. Michael Thomas is very intriguing. What is Michael Thomas's price tag? 5100 Let's keep that in mind, because maybe I will pivot to Michael Thomas or Rashid Shahid if we feel like we need more running back room. So the top running backs, we've got some money to spend. Let's look at this. Also, we'll point out Chalk D this week is Commanders. I mean, we should probably pick a non-Chalk D, though the Commanders against Josh Dobbs does feel pretty good. Let's just put him in as a placeholder. Again, another thing we might pivot from. Um, so let's look at the Niners. We've got Christian McCaffrey in the spot. Uh, so let's see what he is going to be facing this week against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, negative 0.07 EPA per rush, right, uh, running back targets, 0.03 EPA per target, which is better than it sounds for running backs because they're getting, obviously, a lot of low A dot targets. <sighs> they do blitz a lot. I feel like that could benefit McCaffrey, or he could be left in the block a little bit more. I do worry a little bit about Eckler overall. Uh, Atlanta, maybe Bijan is a bring back for Terrace Marshall would look good. Let's let's give a shot at Bijan and let's take a look at Carolina. I think McCaffrey is a guy I also wouldn't mind. Um, Miles Sanders kind of live this week too, but I don't know that we need to double up Carolina without having uh, Bryce Young involved. But Atlanta, Bijan Robinson, the running back one now in the depth chart. So even though I do expect him to cede some touches to Tyler Algier, uh, he is now nominally that guy. Carolina pretty good at defending the run last year, twenty one percent stuffed run rate, which actually would look pretty good. Miles Sanders, though, going against an Atlanta defense that could not stop the run last year, 14% stuffed run rate, uh, 0.01 EPA per rush. All right, you guys are not going to like this one. I'm going Miles. 
Miles at 5,600. And then Nick Chubb. What is Nick Chubb going up against? I think it's a better matchup for the pass game against Cincinnati. Nick Chubb, of course, one of my favorite guys last year, 0.07 EPA per rush, which is insane given the volume he has. Also was really strong in DVOA numbers that I'm not going to cite this year because, well, you guys know why if you've been following all summer. Uh, <laughs> Cincinnati, though, it's Cincinnati negative 0.02 EPA per rush. They're basically league average. Red zone, though, uh, Cincinnati really bad defending the rush in the red zone, 0.09 EPA per rush. So I think Nick Chubb is it. So let's look at the Michael Thomas swap. What would Michael Thomas get us? Sanders Marshall Mini. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry you're throwing up with your emojis, Ross. Sorry we're hand-building a vibes-based team. All right, Michael Thomas gets us what? I also don't really love like 2800 for a defense. I feel like we can get a lot cheaper one and upgrade somewhere else. But where are we going to upgrade in this perfect lineup? I don't know. Uh, Texans. Texans, are, by the way, that's one too. Uh, if I were not having doing the bit here playing AR, I do think Houston is very live for uh, stacking against. I think Lamar's in a really good spot. So maybe something will come more into play if the Battle Royale is not filled. Uh, but Baltimore uh, going to go against Houston. Houston really bad against tight ends. 0.26 EPA per target versus tight ends. Also bad against QB rushes. 0.3 EPA per QB rush. 0.2 EPA per red zone rush. I think it's possible that Lamar, Dobbins, and Andrews all get there, which would still be kind of a triple stack, uh, but not really you know the, the normal way we're using pass catchers. Um, so that's one that I would pivot across. But you know what? Let's, is there a 4,200 defense? Ravens against Houston. Ravens also might gobble up CJ Stroud in game one here, right? Like the Ravens D is certainly not what it was, but could also get leveraged with the Vikings D. Let's put the Ravens D in here. Not, I don't know if this is my perfect hand-built lineup, but we got to make time. I got to talk to the chat and all that shit. So let's hit the answer button. Final team at QB, Anthony Richardson at running back. Miles Sanders, the much maligned Miles Sanders. Let's get it going, Miles. Uh, Nick Chubb at running back. Michael Pittman, Terrace Marshall, who, again, this is making the thesis of the play. I think my connection's getting weird, even though it's wired. I don't know why. Um, the thesis, though, on Terrace Marshall in this particular game is assuming that Thielen is out, assuming Chark is out. If one of those guys comes in, I think it sort of changes the equation a little bit, but just something to keep in mind if you are playing along at home. Michael Thomas, Kylan Granson, Justin Jefferson, and uh, the Ravens here, the Ravens. There we go. That is my fair catch entry, and it is in. We are in. We're still defending Tony. We're not defending him. He had a terrible game. But again, you look at the usage, guys, he's an NFL receiver who doesn't have a history of egregious drops. Uh, you got to expect the guy to get better. So that's the best thing you're going to do. Any D against the rookie QB first start? I mean, it's, yeah, I guess that's certainly possible. Uh, can you just steal DVOA? No, that's the issue that I think FTN is going to realize is that they don't legally have the rights to it. <laughs> that's neither here nor there, though. I don't I don't want to get involved in it. It's just a lot of sketchy people doing sketchy things to get themselves paid. And I just I, I just know ball. That's all I know. I focus on that. Let's talk about the projections, though. So let's look at the stochastic data here. You are going to see that. Uh, let me make sure this is still the most updated. Last updated nine hours ago. Okay, so they put up one 46 minutes ago. Let's put on the main slate. And you guys are going to see here, again, we're going to pull up these projections, take a quick look, see where I, maybe I was right or wrong. Again, Anthony Richardson, I do know, is projecting pretty well for them. Oh, he's even in their articles. <laughs> Love to see it. 18-point projection for Anthony Richardson. So I don't feel bad about that. Definitely a good value play on DraftKings. And I think people are probably going to play him as a value without stacking him. So that looks pretty good. Best value plays on the slate, according to the stochastic data, are looking like the Commander's D. Again, they're going to be everywhere. That's why I think you got to try to get some portion somewhere else, even though I do expect them to gobble up Josh Dobbs or somehow maybe Clayton Tune in relief. Uh, Baker Mayfield, top value QB. Those projections come down 
down a bit more. Justin Herbert, probably a good tournament QB, though I think he projects for over 10% ownership. So that's looking pretty dodgy as well. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's just copy these projections. Let's put them in a fantasy cruncher. And now we are up to our second part of the gauntlet. That was a long first part, and I apologize. Second part of the gauntlet, uh, we are going to optimize some lineups and see what we see. I also hope you guys enjoy this one. And shout out to my podcast partner, Pete. You guys might see in the P.O. Box email that uh, Pete put out his fall schedule. Unfortunately, right now, Splash Play is not a part of it, uh, which is why I've been trying to kind of figure out how to do things uh, for myself here uh, for this point in time. Uh, but we're hoping we can figure it out after the first couple of weeks and Pete gets a flow for things. But I think the Thursday night chip chasing kind of made it tough to do a Friday morning show. And then also the fact that, you know, Football Outsiders is now not paying for the show is just for the love of the game. Uh, so I think it sort of changed the equation a little bit, but we'll certainly do our best to bring the gang back together because I love the guy and I appreciated the shout out in his newsletter. But I just want to say that out loud here as we before we look at some optimized lineups. All right. Josh Palmer seems like a good way to get different. Certainly should, should get some reps. I mean, going to lose some reps to uh, Quentin Johnson, but certainly there. And is this the NFL week one fantasy football must plays? It sure is. Sure is. You see the thumbnail? You see me in, in Photoshop colors now in the thumbnail? Because I love that. I don't know if you guys have caught it yet. All right, top projected team. So if you're going to play one in cash, if you're trying to play a, a little small league on DK against your friends, this is the lineup you play. Um, this is one, frankly, that I will play this week against my friends, and it certainly gave me a lot of wins. I've been crushing our little friend's uh, $5 league or $10 league uh, with three of my friends <laughs> for literally years now. Just using the optimal. So if you are doing something like that, just use the optimal. Justin Herbert, Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker is somebody to watch, by the way. Uh, does have some uh, issues with his groin again. So if he's out there, or not out there rather, could be a pretty big win for Zach Charbonnet, who of course I've been very much about this entire offseason as my favorite running back who's not Bijan in the class. Uh, should be a good spot for Charbonnet going against a Rams D that... Middle of the pack against the rush, negative 0.04 EPA, but not stuffing a lot of runs. Uh, not, honestly, not missing a lot of tackles either, but a high touchdown rate allowed. So I think it should be a good spot for Charbonnet, especially just you know to get a roll. Not saying play Charbonnet, but I think he's in the mix if Kenneth Walker doesn't about. Anyway, Kenneth Walker currently in this lineup. Brian Robinson, Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin, Tyler Boyd, Irv Smith, Tyreek Hill. Uh, any team stacks of note here? So Chargers coming up. And again, this is not me forcing stacks or anything. There's coming up as a three-player stack naturally, coming up as a two-player stack in 16 of these lineups. Same thing for Washington, though I think that's going to be the RB defense correlation. So right away, if you're looking at these optimal lineups, the stuff that's going to be chalky this week would be my guess is going to be Commander's D, possibly with Brian Robinson, possibly with Antonio Gibson. Uh, so maybe, I guess, you could play Gibson as leverage against uh, Brian Robinson, but I think both blend up with some ownership. Again, people love correlating that running back defense thing, even though that correlation is not quite as potent as it was a couple of years ago. Uh, but also, I think this Charger stack with a bring back for Miami feels kind of chalky. Maybe flip it the other way, go with Tua and one or one or two of the Dolphins receivers, and then maybe go with a, a Chargers bring back could be one, one way to do it. Uh, does seem like Eckler. I don't think it's a great matchup for Eckler. Uh, but he's not represented here, so that's another way to get different from the Chargers. But this is what would stand out. And again, if you're going to play cash, this is the lineup here. But it feels like, to me, Commander's D, unavoidable. So maybe putting yourself on a different tier price-wise for the defense would be good. Always can down, be down to go for a cheap defense against somebody. Uh, also, again, paid up for Baltimore on the single entry. So I think that makes sense. Uh, but it's an interesting build. I think that uh, this is going to be one that looks pretty good. This is amazing. Are you going to do this once a week all season? I think that's going to be the goal. And hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll then have the Pete show back at some point and I'll keep this going. But I think that's what I'm trying to do is just figure out something sustainable for myself that feels like the best ball content 
while we're doing something else. But let's go to the Sims. So we got to this part. Again, the optimizer is going to do what it does, and maybe we could flush it out more. So worth pointing out, for the main slate, you could do something on the Stochastic Sims that you cannot do for the Showdown slate. You can actually choose your stack sizes. So because of the fact that we are trying to represent a real contest field, I can't put in all double and triple stacks, which are going to be the most plus CV this week. Because of the fact that it's a lot easier to cut the parley this week, because of the fact that, like, projections are tough in week one as we saw yesterday guys like Rasheed Rice going off initially didn't make the winning lineup but had a good enough game Josh Reynolds same thing where there's some fluid parts that we just don't know yet in week one in terms of all the data providers out there with their projections so I would say trying to double stack trying to triple stack and trying to cut the parlay of ways that you need to get things right is what I would try to push towards this week so just something to keep in mind that's it we're trying to represent the field so I do think we should go Go 15% for QB plus one, which will also then create the leftover amount goes to unstacked teams. I'm going to go to 25 here. 25. Let's go 30. 35 each. I think let's go 15, 15, 35, 35. Again, it does seem like so far from the Sims that QP plus three looks the best, but I'm trying to make it somewhat leveled out here so we get an accurate representation of what a contest should be. And you will see the Sims here. Live and in person. Dan O'Reilly die picks this year. Hopefully at some point, but yeah, it's it's tough. You know, look, uh, it's always moving parts here. Uh, I love the time I spend with Pete. He's legitimately a friend as well as a, a co-conspirator and somebody I think I make good content with. So we'll figure it out. But you know, at the end of the day, like I want to build splash play into what he has. And I think that's kind of the push pull that's tough is because he's got his thing and ship chasing too is crushing as well. So how much can you put on one guy? Uh, not, you know, you can only handle so much, especially with a newborn. So uh, what are we going to do? We're going to grind. That's what we're going to do. We're going to no ball here is what we're going to do. We're, we're, we're all coming for the no ball brand, but do, does Pete have a football he holds up? He does not. Even though he did the stream with Scott Hansen, you'd think he would have picked it up sooner. Seems like any D other than commanders is getting different. I would agree. And Homer and me will force Panthers D some. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. I think the one defense on the slate, too, I need to point out. I did play Terrace Marshall. I do think that he's an interesting play if DJ Chark and Adam Thielen are both out. The one D that really feels like it could make a big improvement just with the additions it did free agency-wise is going to be the Falcons. Like, it fits the ethos of what they're trying to do. Again, Arthur Smith, a Tennessee disciple, a team that just really wants to slog it out and allow the team on the other side of the offense to do what it needs to do in terms of running the ball and just keeping it protected. So I think that's something to keep in mind. Again, you're seeing the ownership here for Stochastic, the pool exposure. So basically what it does, it uses the ownership projections to try to create a pool exposure that's similar. So it's basically simulating the ownership projections as part of that process. Uh, stacks that are used a lot. QB plus three comes up again. So same things. We put in that amount. We got that amount. You get it. And less unstacked, which there should be more unstacked teams in the real field, I would think. Uh, but that's that's how that looks. Uh, we, we need Pete. Well, yeah, we don't need no Pete. We don't need anybody. We're independent people here, right? <laughs> but yes, the Squirt Squad soldiers on, as always. Uh, let's run this simulation. Um, I always put it at, oh, I always. I've been using this for a week, but I've been putting it at the highest percentage the first possible. I think technically the DK Millimaker this week is actually 25%, but I'm going to put it at 30 because I do think it'll give us lineups that are intended to be a little bit higher ROI in terms of getting to the top of the field. Uh, but you'll see it here. Let's run the simulator. And again, if you watched the showdown video yesterday, we did a similar thing, hand building it, optimizer, simulator. Here you're going to see how it looks different for the main slate. So check that video out if you missed it yesterday. And again, Stochastic Sims product looking good. I think they have a promo code going right now. I feel like it's kickoff 15. Uh, I might be messing it up, but you'll find it on their site. So check it out. And I think take advantage of it before Sunday um, because I think they said the promo code uh, becomes a lesser promo code on Sunday. Um, and on Sunday as well in Stochastic, I'll be on the deeper dive with Laffy and Ben. Confirmed it. So 
Uh, check that out Sunday at uh, 11 a.m. I think 11 a.m. till or 10 a.m. to 11:45 a.m. I believe. So uh, that'll be a big one. Excited to step in for Osimo, of course. Winning his player in DFS, Chris Spags, pretty much a one to one, <laughs> right? I was, I'm gonna. I'll have to bring the football. I'll have to bring the football. Who are the slowest teams in preseason? So this is one spot that I don't have pace stats yet. Um, I need. I actually. I think they're part of the ETR subs. So I'll get them in. Uh, but I know. I know the Colts were the fastest. <laughs> so that's as it matters to me. But I do not know who's the slowest. Unfortunately, I wouldn't read too much into the slow parts of preseason too because they are trying to get guys who are not necessarily accustomed to playing as much, trying to get them to do the play calls. Sometimes they're learning how to actually take the helmet mic and stuff for the first time. So I wouldn't necessarily hold preseason pace rates on the slow side as gospel. I would try to. The ones that are fast, I think, stand out a little bit more because obviously playing fast is an intentional thing and they're going to slow down a little bit theoretically once they get to the regular season. But still, like I think the Colts are portending based on everything they've said to be the fastest paced team in the league potentially, which might make Jag stacks honestly more appealing. If only you could like stack Jags and then still have AR as the QB. I think that would be, <laughs> I think that would be the move. All right, let's see. Compiling results. Again, it goes fast. Like this, I know this, this feels like a drag, <laughs> but it's not. This is going pretty fast relative to what it takes. Again, it has these 10,000 lineups and it has them competing against each other, I believe 40,000 times. So that's how this process goes from my understanding of it. Um, and I'll certainly clarify if I learn something different here, but hopefully the results will be compiled soon because it is on this last part. It's really compiling hard. I've never seen anything compile as hard. <laughs> it's this simulation right now. Do I like stacking AR at all? Skim backwards, and you can see that I stacked them up with Michael Pittman and also with uh, Kylan Granson. You should stack up your QBs always, even rushing QBs, like at least a single stack. Um, obviously, they can get there more through the rushing, but I, I think that's certainly one that uh, you still want to make sure you're getting your guys there. Uh, all right. I hope this is not just locked up. This would be a bad. <laughs> this would be a bad one for me if this were locked up. Imagine if I can know ball as hard as this compiling. Imagine. This is the first time it's taking this long, by the way. So maybe it's my connection or something because I am getting the weird fucking low Wi-Fi thing again. All right. So you can see the uh, highest ROI ones. Let's favorite the top 150 so we can get a read on the portfolio. Again, I would not like don't just play this lineup straight away. The numbers are going to move over the course of the week. But you're seeing again, highest ROI lineups. A lot of QB plus two, a lot of QB plus three. Nothing unstacked. That is the main point for that question that was just asked by Dylan. Nothing unstacked. So keep that in mind here. The exposures overall, you're seeing the best uh, simulated ROI still for Commander's D. So Commander's D has a 40% simulated ROI um, and it forced me to get 81%. So perhaps Commander's D is not bad chalk, which feels crazy given that it's a defense and you can take the simulation and you can make it dial down Commander's if you want. But that is hard to ignore that they have that high of a projection. It is still a medium projection, 9.8. So somebody could still beat them. Um, but if you're willing to walk away from the commanders and run the sim like that, I do think that is one way to get unique with your builds, even if you're running a sim. Other guys, Kendrick Bourne has a pretty high simulated ROI. Uh, good amount of exposure to Kendrick Bourne as well, 14%. Brian Robinson comes up 47% of the time. So the optimizer plays are looking like the sim plays as well are relative to that. Stack exposures, uh, we're seeing the most stacks for a Kirk Cousins triple, a Geno triple, a Joe Burrow triple, a Trevor Lawrence triple, and it looks like this, uh, let's see, yes, Kirk Cousins triple is the most used stack, 
So that's pretty interesting as well. A uh, lot of Kirk coming in with the doubles, 8% Kirk with the doubles, 8% Gino with the doubles, 7% Herbert with the doubles, to a 4%. And then Baker still here at 3.3%. And then uh, the overall exposures, let's go back to that. So who are my highest exposed QBs? And this is basically what the process is going to be for me on Sunday as well. Um, I'm going to, again, use the blended ETR and stochastic projections because I think that'll give me a unique lever moving forward in these first couple weeks. Uh, but also, I'm going to be doing one thing, 190 lineups, uh, doing the 150 max, and then uh, 220 maxes, I think, will be my outlay here. Most used QB is Geno. So, uh, sad day for Drew Locke. Uh, second most used QB is Kirk Cousins. Then you get Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. So, there we go. Just got a lot of Demarcus Robinson as well, rounded some different settings. No Lamar is shocking. Uh, yeah, not a lot of Lamar. 1.3% Lamar. So you still get a taste, you know, but yeah, not a lot of Lamar. Again, so shout out to Stochastic Sims. This is their product. Now to the next stage of the gauntlet. Hopefully this hasn't filled. Battle Royale time. Join me on here. Let's even get the banner back going. Oh, we're filled, so don't join me. Uh, <laughs> but of course, you can play Battle Royale too. 25K to first place. Do it on Underdog. Use that promo code SPLASH. $100 deposit match or up to it. You can deposit $25 too, and they'll match that. And of course, uh, make sure to subscribe to Splash Play. This is it, guys. This is what we're doing. Again, we're trying, I think, trying to capture the best ball feel where I think the joy of best ball is the drafting. It's about building that process, getting your takes out, getting your jokes out, getting the chats going all that stuff during it. So I'm going to try to bring that same vibe here uh, to the in-week shows. So subscribe here, of course, on the March to 3K subs on Splash Play. And I'll always do my best to give you guys good info and uh, try to help you out. Also, drafters too, uh, shout out to them. Um, they are still doing some stuff uh, as well for the weeklies. Uh, not quite as big prize pool as the Battle Royales, but maybe less likely to fill would be my guess. So uh, check out drafters as well. I think that promo code still works uh, for Splash on there to double your deposit. I hope you guys had fun drafting on drafters. I think they've finished with a good amount of overlay in that tournament from what I saw. How about these Lions? Feeling good about Gibbs. Low volume, but he looked electric. I agree. These stacks include a bringback. Some of them will, some of them won't. Um, I think that's the main thing that I've observed is that it feels like the bringbacks, and I know this is a part of uh, Osmo's game that changed a little bit over the last few years, is he didn't force the bringbacks quite as much. But then for single entry, I think he's a little more inclined to try to game stack things more. Uh, so definitely you would go through and I think try to get pieces that if you're in a single entry or a lower contest tournament or just like, you know, a lower part of the prize pool uh, goes to first place. And that's when you start to do that stuff. I do think for this format, I mean, Sims are going to be different than ADP. So then I have to reach for Lamar, though. That's not going to feel too great. I did one of the uh, dog bowl drafts where it's 12 people. And it felt like Lamar and Andrews is a little bit more unique there. But let's go Lamar. I think I still like Lamar and Andrews. Like, I think they're a really nice battle royale team. We'll have to get different later on because obviously it's going to be a little bit chalky. Uh, but I think Lamar feels like a good start to me because I really believe that he's going to run some stuff in um, and also be able to pass a little bit more this year. Did Bink a Bills triple no bring back last year? There you go. I've been surprised to see how much the triples come up. And I do think that is a little bit of a week one thing, but uh, it really feels like triples are a thing that as a player who's hand building stuff or even using an optimizer, probably don't force them as much as you should. Um, so people just would reach for Andrews here. I guess I could try to push him back, but that feels pretty tough as well. And if I were going to push him back, I don't want really want Brown. Ridley's okay. Adams is okay. I kind of think Adams is going to get blanketed this week and shut down. Uh, but that's my thesis. We'll see. Lamar and Andrews, though, will start that way. And now we'll get some of the same guys. <laughs> some of the same guys already talked about. I know the badge bros are. No, it wasn't the badge bros. Uh, if 
Got to be remembers who the Twitter handle was. They did put out a nice uh, breakdown of what won a lot of the Battle Royals last year. And it was mostly single stacks with potentially with a bring back, but definitely more focused on the single stacks than the doubles and the triples for a Battle Royale. So that is one key difference point from DraftKings underdog Battle Royales is that you do kind of have to hit the nuts with other players. Uh, I know the Badge Bros have also talked about trying to reach more, trying to go up and get some guys who are not usually drafted at that 35 plus ADP. So that's something we'll try to do. There we go. I do know Mike. We talked, we, we've actually, we, we talk a little bit too. Um, I like Mike. I think if I had time to do something NBA wise, I'd be curious to do that. But, uh, you know, like I, I like doing solo stuff. I just don't like having, you know, no disrespect to Pete or anybody else. I just don't like having to rely on people. Like I just like being able to go and schedule my time and do it. Uh, so for now, you know, like that's going to be what I try to do at some point. Like I would be nice to build out splash play, but I think we have to make enough money to justify like, you know, giving somebody money. Um, Jalen Waddle, nice part of Miami. Let's, don't have a ton of time to look this stuff up, but Miami versus the Chargers. Chargers pretty tight against the pass. I don't know if that matters, but it doesn't fill me with faith here overall. Ah, uh, fuck. I'm going to go a little bit wild here. I'm going to add on Dobbins. I don't know if this is theoretically plus EV based upon the overall Battle Royale data, but I do think Lamar, Dobbins, Andrews covers the accounts of a Baltimore boat race. Gets us a little bit different from just the Lamar Andrews team, which I assume there's a lot of. So let's go with that. Why can I still draft QBs? Don't they? Shouldn't they be blanked out? <laughs> anyway, um, so I also think Tyler Higby is kind of a nice play this week as a fallback because I have Andrews. I'm not going to take him, but Higby has a pretty good matchup against Seattle, who's awful against tight ends. Um, Travis Etienne. I think Jacksonville's actually got a pretty good run matchup. I know the clock's ticking here. Etienne. Blah, blah, blah. No, they were not great. Let's let's go Devontae Smith for this one. Not a pick I love. Not a pick I'm dying for. Maybe I should have just gone Keenan Allen or something. God, I haven't gotten my Battle Royale sea legs, I have to admit. Because it's not best ball. It's clearly like it's a different format. And for me, I'm such a stacky stacky guy that uh, just trying to target upside players, I think, looks a little bit uh, a little bit different for me as a process. GM, everybody, shouts to the chat, shout everybody joining here, shouts to uh, the Squirt Squad as well. I think I'm actually going to do something nice or try to do something nice for the Squirt Squad uh, coming up uh, where two things, actually. Uh, so I, I should promote this. So on the weekends, what I'm going to do, I, I have my data sheet. It's not perfectly color-coded yet, so I don't want to give you guys like a shitty sheet. Uh, but what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to post a members-only uh, post on YouTube with a link to the PDF of my data sheet every week. So that'll be part of what we have as part of the 499 package. You're going to have to bear with me in week one because like I have some stuff color-coded, but not nearly enough. But you can still see all the key stats that I look at, stuff from po uh, Pro Football Reference, stuff from Sports Info Solutions. So I'll be putting that out uh, once a week. And uh, as people have seen, again, you could, here, I'll show you guys on camera here. But uh, my sheet is very, very thorough. Lots of stuff in here, stuff about defense, stuff about uh, all the offensive things, obviously the the core data points that I consider important, and some fun EPA stuff as well. So that's what we'll try to do. Um, ATN's still lurking around. Keenan Allen's still lurking around. I feel like Keenan does make the team a little bit more unique. So let's do that. We'll get Keenan here, and I think we're going to have to go for a little bit of a reach at this point. And who would that? I think Mike Evans is kind of a fun reach this week. So that might be who we go for on the way back. 
So team so far, QB Lamar, running back J.K. Dobbins, Devontae Smith, Keenan Allen, Mark Andrews. The Devontae pick, I think I made a mistake with. Obviously, this build here where Devontae, I'm sure, falls to 29, um, where I took you know, where I took him, doesn't really give me any advantage, doesn't give me any uniqueness. But let's reach for Mike Evans here. I think he's the kind of player where a 35.6 ADP means he usually doesn't get drafted. He's the kind of guy that could have a big spike week. Uh, maybe the contract stuff helps him positively and Baker does something good. I don't know. Rounded out here with Mike Evans. So the team, Lamar, J.K. Dobbins, Devontae Smith, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans. And shout out to Ross. I'm Ra Ross, always one of my favorites here, who always pumps my tires, and I appreciate it. Uh, so glad to be making him happy. And now the pickums. So this is a tough part for me where I believe a lot in expected value-based betting. Uh, we do have the probably beta out. Did not get it out in the main domain, but it should be hitting, I think, by tomorrow morning. Definitely, it should be out before Sunday at the very latest. Uh, but I'm looking at football props now and pulling them up off screen. Um, it's tough for me to build props without having that advantage. It is worth pointing out, though. Um, I can't build pickups in Pennsylvania. They also are offering you with the promo code SPLASH or with you know any underdog promo code. You now also get a mystery pickup when you sign up, which is one of those free ones, and it's basically like Patrick Mahomes got one completion. So that's another part of what they're trying to push as an offering, so check that out if you do sign up and use the promo code SPLASH. Trevor Lawrence here feels like if you get this boost... I would take the hire for Trevor Lawrence as part of your builds. That's the freebie you could theoretically get on some of your accounts out there. Are there any Terrence Marshall props? Yeah, Terrence Marshall does not make the prop list. <laughs> Wait, who the fuck is this guy? Wait, what is, who is this Terry? Terry Godwin from Ham and Ott from fucking the CFL gets a gets one. Talia Tagovailoa gets one and we don't get one for Terrence Marshall. Fucking crap. Um, <laughs> well, you know one that I have to take. We're gonna put it, we're gonna do a pick slip. I think we got it. I got the jersey on here. I do think over 47 and a half looks good. So last year, Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts both ran for over 10 times per game. As I've talked about, the entire game plan this offseason for Shane Steigen has been to make AR run and also to use his run to set up other things. We'll see how much Jacksonville can stop him. I don't think they can, as we talked about earlier. So I will take over 47 and a half rushing yards. Would also be willing to take, you know, over a touchdown or something, but we're not going to have that one here. So AR over 47 and a half, or higher than 47 and a half will be our second pick. I got to, can't say, can't say the OU words. I got to say higher or lower. All right. Other ones here that look good. I'm just going to kind of scroll through, get a feel for these. I do think Njoku is in kind of a good spot. Uh, let me make sure that I'm correct about this one. Njoku facing, no, Cincinnati is pretty good against tight end. Njoku was just so good last year that I, I'm intrigued by him a lot in most formats, but I don't know that I want to play him against a team that's not going to necessarily offer a ton of opportunity. Um, I think a Tampa Bay one actually might look pretty good. Tampa Bay, again, going against Minnesota, who's bad outside, bad versus the slot. I did take the Mike Evans over, kind of like the Mike Evans over again here. Uh, Minnesota, about league average, defending uh, 20 plus air yard throws, 0.25 EPA per target but they're not good against the pass overall chat. Your choice here. Would you pick the over 55 and a half for Mike Evans or the over 56 and a half for Chris Godwin? You tell me, yup. Otten over. Oh boy. <laughs> Swag sheets. Let's go. You know, black light seal, the squirt squad, Bukaki. Love to hear. Love to hear that. <laughs> love to hear that. Uh, why don't I have that Trevor special? I don't know. You're not as cool as me, Carlos. I think we can all agree. All right. Otten. It's an okay tight end matchup. It is a lower receiving yard mark. I got to stick with my gut here. Higher Godwin. Over receiving White. That's interesting. T Baker's always been a... Oh, uh, blah, blah, blah. 
Baker's always been a bad guy checking down to running backs for some reason. Like he only has success downfield. Um, I think with that knowledge, I am going to go Mike Evans higher here. I'm sorry. I got to, yeah, like Evans. There we go. AR yards lower on prize picks. Oh, so yeah, definitely take the over on prize picks. If it's lower than 47 and a half, um, I would be very comfortable taking that personally. Um, all right. So we got, let's add one more. Let's see. Vikings again, do like Jefferson over eight, nine and a half is kind of a, a tough nut to hit. Actually going to check, see if I could find these numbers on probably um, on probably the best way to find games as well. If you are on the beta and I'll, let me drop the beta link in here. If you guys want to play with it, um, hold on. Shout Tyler in the chat. Oh, the Vegas boys. Here we go. We got some GMs, no hangover, just fucking tired. There we go. All right. I'm going to pull up the football props here. And sorry, I'm doing this off screen, but I can't get both these things off screen. I will show you guys actually what probably is looking like at uh, the tail end here. After we get our pick them in. Um, let's do leagues NFL and then let's find Minnesota here. All right. Minnesota has Justin Jefferson props at come on pulling these in real time. All right. Justin, Justin Jefferson over 87 and a half is the market line and has a 50% probability priced at minus 117. So it doesn't do a whole lot. We're not getting good juice on Justin Jefferson here. Does he have a receptions prop out there? Jefferson over 89 and a half is also looking like a 50% shot too. Ugh, this is not the best bet. I'm going to pass on Justin Jefferson. It's too easy to take him, and I don't think that's actually the best bet. Let's go to Baltimore. We do like Baltimore here. Lamar, higher, lower. I think both his outs would be higher or lower than 20.15 because I expect him to rush. I expect him to have success passing. I guess the question is how much does Dobbins take off the plate in a matchup against Houston where maybe they can end this one pretty fast. I'm going to take the higher on Lamar's 20.2 fantasy points. I don't know why all of these have been pulled right now. Okay. Tyreek over six receptions. I don't know if Tyreek needs to get six receptions. I'm going to keep scrolling down. I'm going to keep scrolling down. I'm sticking with the process here. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, no receiving completion prop. I think I'd be more inclined to take a completion prop than a yardage one. Oh, so this is kind of fun. So Pickens is in an interesting spot this week. So it's a really bad matchup against the Niners. The one spot, though, that the Niners are weakest at, and this is not what I expect like Pickens to destroy him, but I do expect him to break a big play that's going to make me feel pretty good, or I'm hoping he will. Uh, the Niners, the worst or the worst overall, everything in their defense, the only thing they're bad at is defending 20-plus yard throws. So 0.4 EPA per target on those plays. You only give them up 5% of the time. The Pickens, we know, is a monster who gets downfield. He has a 0.91 EPA per target playing downfield. Go with your guys. I would add in Pickens if you wanted to do a five-way one here. Why can't I get to 20x? I want to, well, anyway, I can't submit these anyway because I can't play in Pennsylvania, but this would be it. So if you don't get the Trevor Lawrence freebie, I would throw in Pickens over 42 and a half, uh, higher, higher than 42 and a half. Don't tell big underdog. So this would be the pickup slip I would go with if you don't get the Lawrence freebie. Check that out. Again, if you want your own freebie, use the promo code SPLASH down below and you can certainly get a free mystery pickup for yourself along with a $100 deposit match. So check that out. And uh, real fast, let's go over to probably. So I'm going to switch the brands here, but I think this will be, this is the only way I can show it to you guys and have it look normal. Uh, let's go here and then let's stop this screen and start, start this one. 
And this is not part of the gauntlet, but I got it. Yeah, I got to promote my shit. So here you could see on the search pad uh, page, you could see literally every bet. I was looking through Minnesota and uh, Tampa Bay. You could see the market informed probability. And to give you guys sort of the context here, basically what we do, we comb the top markets around the world, the winningest markets around the world, and then basically roll it all in together into one special sauce kind of probability that tells you what the most likely outcome is of every event. So you can see here the odds of the commanders winning. Uh, commanders, if you are playing a, a guillotine league, I don't think we say the S word anymore, playing a guillotine league and you get chopped off, I would say uh, taking the money line and the commander is going to be the popular pick this week. 74% chance of winning that one for them. That looks pretty good. Um, let's see. We could scroll through here. And again, these are pulling these all in real time. So that's why there's a little bit of a spinny guy. Uh, Ryan Tannehill under one and a half. Let's see if we could find a, a decent probably score one. Because the whole point of this process, you're going to see a lot of negative bets uh, if you are a member here and get access to the data. Because the point is, you fucking lose money on sports books. Like, I don't want to make this. I know all the other apps out there selling winners. You're going to win. You're going to crush all that stuff. At the end of the day, like, you're going to lose money. Like, unless you are taking mathematically profitable bets time and time again, or at least you know going in. If you think you have some edge, at least know what the market probability is. So this one here is slightly profitable, uh, under 22 and a half for the first total points on the Saints game versus Tennessee. So that's something to keep in mind there. Um, also probably doesn't bode well for long touchdowns, but we'll see. Traylon Burks with really bad probability here, or probably score on the under. But again, you can just scroll through literally forever. You can continue doing this, um, finding needles in a haystack. We're going to have the sorting tools working a little better for the profitability stuff because uh, basically we have so many bets in the database that it's not doing it perfectly right now. Uh, but this is the product. So you can see it very fucking simply here. This is more bets per capita than anybody could ever want for Saints, Tennessee. And yet here they all are. Uh, what's a fun game to look at? I don't, I don't even know. Looked at Minnesota a little. All right, let's look at the Colts. Let's look at the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to do? What was I going to do? Oh, was it sur yeah, Survivor? I, I think, yeah. I would say it was the other S word, yes. Um. All right. I think I accidentally highlighted this. All right. What's a positive probably score bet in the Colts game? So we got the AR line under one and a half passing touchdowns. Oh, oh. <laughs> so I guess don't expect AR to maybe complete the double stack. So he has a 31% chance to go over. So that's, you know, that's how probabilities work. We'll focus on the positives instead of the negatives. Um, any good bets? These are all, again, all negative bets, but this is when it makes it fun when you find the positive ones. Oh, Michael Pittman over four and a half, 51% chance to win. You can get at plus 100. I would take that bet. I'm actually going to check drafting see if they have that bet. Um, there you go. Michael Pittman over four and a half seems like the best one so far. NFL lines are more efficient. You're going to get better results going to baseball and stuff like that. Like if I, if I do go to baseball, oh, let's go back to the stories. Actually baseball, you'll find it pretty easy. That horny giggle when Spags gets a look at the lines. You know me too well, my friend, you know me too well. All right. Baseball lines. Oh, here we go. A's plus one 33 or 38.2 probably score. Baseball, just a lot softer market. NFL, because of the information they get with every bet, because so many bets are placed, it's hard to find inefficiencies. You will find some if you scroll through everything for NFL on the Probably app. But I do think baseball, to me, has been pretty good to me in terms of building my bankroll, as I mentioned, was a big part of me. Uh, being able to pay for the DK best ball outlay uh, just from that stuff. So 
I would highly recommend it, but here you go. This is the Probably products. Check it out. Again, I'll drop the link one more time in chat if you do want to get it. It will be up on the Probably domain this weekend. You can still get on the mailing list at probablyapp.com if you want to get my emails, including actually a big roundup that I do every weekend. It's coming back this week where I look at all the market probabilities, top five ones for each game, and try to determine how the markets think it's going to go. Uh, so that's going to be coming out tomorrow. Uh, so check that out on the probably email list at probablyapp.com. Now let's go back. Let's switch my screens around. Let's go big screen here. Thank you guys for hanging out. This is the fantasy football gauntlet. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed me trying something new here. I hope you enjoy me changing the colors on the thumbnail like this because there's going to be a lot of spags wearing different colored outfits. But I appreciate all you guys coming along for the ride. Of course, would not be doing my job if I didn't ask you to subscribe and like and leave a comment if you're watching after the fact. If you have any questions, even if you're one of those guys who just goes to every fantasy football video and asks to start sit, I'll fucking answer it because I care. Of course, if you also want to be a member, hit that join button down below. The spags data sheet will be posted posted uh i guess i'll do it tomorrow um or yeah probably tomorrow uh, so i'll post it it's gonna have some stuff on there that let's not talk about it publicly because uh <laughs> just using data from sites putting it for myself but obviously pay for all the data sources use it for yourself uh but check it out hit the join button 4.99 a month and you'll be getting that is now part of the package here on splash play and i'll be back on monday showdown on monday so we'll be doing that we'll have some accountability watch as well for everything player take wise that develops over the weekend this is fun, guys. This is where the journey starts. Again, best ball is a great time. I really was glad to have all you guys along with me for that ride. Now it's the in-season ride where it is a lot more of a grind. It's a lot less leisure, a lot less smoking joints, a lot more hard work looking at numbers. We're going to make it work here on Splash Play. Follow me at Chris Spags. Follow the show at Splash Play Pod. And I wish you guys genuinely the best of luck. Hope you crush this weekend, whether you're following my advice or not. And uh, let, me, let me pull up the stupid fucking outro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, you guys, for hanging. And enjoy your weekends. Good luck. Football! Boom!